Welcome back to the Unlockable Podcast. In this episode, Christian and I will be talking about our top 10 most wanted games we want brought over to the Switch. Let's get started. Welcome back to episode 6 of the Unlockable Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and joining me as always is Hannah. Hello. There's a pandemic. You might have heard of it. GameCube prices are going crazy. People don't know how to act. Hannah, what have you been up to? Um, Honestly, not a whole lot. I've been staying inside and really only going around people when I need to eat. Um, Other than that, sitting on the couch and playing games. What about you? Like a good American citizen, right? Exactly. Uh, I've been doing a whole lot of video games myself, a whole lot of TV. Um, really, I have been super lazy. Like, I can feel the weight gaining every single day. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm not in school for the summer. I'm going to start up in August. I'm actually going to go back to work in about a week because I've been unemployed for the pandemic. But I will be going back to work next Monday. But until then, working on some Bird Dog Gaming videos, getting episode six of the Unlockable podcast out. Very nice. So it's been quite a while since um, since we've recorded. We've actually been putting episodes out every month, but we recorded them uh, like back in March, right? So a lot of big things have been released since we last covered the news. We didn't even cover any news in our episode five, right, with Danny? Mm-mm. So a lot of things came out. We had Animal Crossing New Leaf. We had Doom Eternal, Trials of Mana, Final Fantasy VII, Streets of Rage, Resident Evil, Neo 2, Bug Fables, 2K Games, Bioshock, XCOM, and Borderlands. And then Xenoblade. I heard you liked Xenoblade. I did. It's a very good game. Recommend. <laughs> so Hannah, what have you been playing lately? Okay, so recently I've been playing a lot of the original Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii. I've been trying to finish it before the Definitive Edition came out, and I'm about 70 hours in. And just when I thought I was about to beat the game, there was a plot twist. And now I'm like, I think I have like 20 more hours left to go. But I was progressing really well, and then I hit what the internet says is the hardest boss in the game. So I had to go back and grind for like another 10 hours. And I don't know... If I should just stop that one and play the definitive edition on the Switch, or if I should finish out the first one and then play that one. I don't know what to do. Help. That's a question for the audience because honestly, for me, it seems like an obvious just jump onto the, the Switch version. But I put 70 hours in and I haven't finished it yet. <laughs> I don't want to put another 70 hours in. Does that game use motion controls? Uh, no. See, the way that I've been playing it, because as much as I love the Wii, I don't really like the Wii controller, especially for games like that. So I've been using the, uh, like, attachment that attached to the bottom of the Wii. And then oh, using yeah, the, the classic uh, one. Yeah, and then using that controller. But I don't, I don't think that the new one is. I don't see how they would incorporate that. But I haven't played right. it yet, so I wouldn't know. Right. I think that they would probably get rid of uh, motion controls if they ever bring over your beloved. Oh, what's that Zelda game that you really want over? <laughs> Skyward oh, come Sword. On. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, they could definitely incorporate that. Are you kidding me? The Switch 
freaking motion controls are way better than the Wii ones. If they just fine tune it, it would be amazing. I think the only game I've used motion controls on is Mario Party. Well, me, I've been playing Trials of Mana. I beat that game. Actually, we're going to talk about a lot of games I beat real quick. I beat Trials of Mana, which came out since our last podcast was recorded. Congratulations. Um, That was a fantastic game. It only took me, I don't remember what I said, like 25 hours. Uh, Really great game. This is exactly what I needed after beating Secret of Mana because I played the one on the DS, Children of Mana. It was not great. And then I've tried the PlayStation Legend of Mana. It's not really for me. I'm going to give it another shot. Um, But Trials is really close to Secret of Mana. Um, And I just recently started saying Mana because in the intro, the voice actor says Mana. Right, so I've been saying mana my whole life, and it it's paining me right now to say mana every time, but I'm doing it. I would say it's mana because that would be the you know, Japanese pronunciation, but you can say whatever you want. I'm sure it's like tomato, tomato. I beat Luigi's Mansion three, which seems like forever ago now. That was a great game. Did that one completely cooperatively. That was a that was a fun co-op game. Mischief Makers, I think I mentioned I was playing that. Yep. Pretty strange game from Treasure Soft. I beat Wolfenstein Youngblood. I beat Ukulele in the Impossible Lair, which is very much impossible. It was a tough one. Really? How many hours you put in that? I don't know. I don't think it told me. But the last level probably took me like two to three hours on its own. Really awesome 2D platformer, but that last level lives up to its name (laughs) (laughs) i just i think yesterday or the day before i beat strider on the xbox three or xbox one but it's on the xbox arcade so strider the 2014 version is it's a capcom game because strider is a capcom ip but i don't i've never played the other strider games i know one of them was in arcades this one is a total Metroidvania with awesome upgrades, and it's a pretty short game, but it's also pretty cheap, so I would highly recommend it. Um, it seems like nobody talks about this game. I, I had a blast with it. Streets of Rage 4, I just started that one last night. Uh, I just started Doom Eternal recently, and then of course I'm playing the heck out of Animal Crossing and Rocket League. Of course. Of course. Of course you are. Are you... Are you playing anything else besides Xenoblade? Um, you know, besides the occasional RuneScape addiction, uh, not really. Xenoblade Chronicles has pretty much taken up all of my time. <laughs> in all the games I beat, it was probably still less than the 70 hours you put in Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely right it is. That game just sucks up time. What about the collector half of you? Have you been buying anything? I have. Um, recently, I went to Walmart you know, on those few, few occasions that I've been out recently. And I picked up uh, the first printing, so like not the Game of the Year edition of Dead Cells. It was on clearance for $19. And on the same trip, I also picked up Snipper Clips, the physical edition for $19. Both um, of those look like a blast. Yeah, they do. So I, I played the demo of Snipper Clips way, way back when it first came out, like I think two years ago now. And it was really fun. But I didn't realize that it had a physical edition and i assumed that the physical edition was pretty hard to find so i just picked it up anyways 
Nice. Are you a big Metroidvania person? Um, no, but since buying the Switch, I've opened myself up to more genres of games that I probably never would have tried five years ago, six years ago. Very nice. I'm sure that everyone would love to hear your thoughts on Dead Cells if you ever open it. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and then since I've been home, I actually went back during the pandemic to go live with my parents again because, you know, it's lonely up here by myself. Anyways, I went to the Goodwill, which is one of those splurge trips that I took, and I picked up the Lion King for the SNES, Dogs Best Friends for the DS, and then I picked up three PSP games, which is not Nintendo-related, obviously, but I have a special place in my heart for four-wheeler games. So I picked up ATV Off-Road Fury Blazing Trails, and then MX versus ATV on the edge, and then MX versus ATV Untamed, all for ninety nine cents. Very nice. You like those ATV games, huh? I do. I'm a sucker for ATVs, man. They're just they're so fun. Anytime you find a Super Nintendo game at Goodwill, that's a that's a good day right there. It was a good day. And then I also picked up Tony Hawk Pro Skater Four on the GameCube and Tony Hawk American Wasteland. On the PlayStation 2. Somebody's childhood right there. Yeah, it is. I love me some Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Absolutely. And what have you picked up lately? I got Doom Eternal, Animal Crossing, Trials of Mana, like I said. I got some. I got a few GameCube pickups because I actually went to Michigan recently. I forgot to mention that. Um, I hit up a game store up there. And I wish I knew the name of it off the top of my head. I'd totally shout them out. But it was in Lansing, Michigan. Um, but yeah, I got a few pretty solid GameCube pickups there. Honestly, I said at the beginning, GameCube prices are skyrocketing. A lot of these retailers don't really... They haven't updated their prices yet to match like the skyrocketed GameCube prices. So... Now's the perfect time to get in there and get some good deals on some of these games. Um, I got some rare variants that, you know, the common shop owner isn't going to know about. So they're priced the same price as the regular standard release. And that was fun. I got Rayman Hoodlum's Revenge on the Game Boy Advance. This one is sealed and it's a French-Canadian variant that I just found out about. So... I'm sure whenever I do the Rayman complete the set episode on Bird Dog Gaming, that will totally be in there. I just keep finding so much Rayman stuff. It's it's the best. It's actually really surprising that he has so many games and he's just like not around anymore. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Ubisoft's plan is. I'm sure they're just going to keep making the Rayman Legends style of games for a while. I doubt they're going to go back to platformer. Other than that, I got... I completed my loose copy of Rayman on the Game Boy Color. And I have a Nickelodeon Game Boy Advance game that I just picked up. But I don't want to talk about it just yet. Because it might get its own Bird Dog Gaming video. Ooh, spoilers. (laughs) You heard it here on the Unlockable Podcast. (laughs) Alright, so let's go ahead and get into some news. We have... Not the whole, not a whole lot of news, but I do want to talk about a few things. New Game Plus Expo was announced. It's going to be online only because of the pandemic. It's streaming exclusively on Twitch. 
um, showcase. It's going to be a showcase of video game publishers and developers from around the world. Some big names like Sega, Atlas, Natsume's, SNK, Koei Tecmo, WayForward, and others. Um, I think that's super cool since all of these expos are getting canceled. So, okay, I, I had no idea that this was happening. The Wii U and 3DS eShops are closing in 42 countries on July 31st. Did you know about that? No, is United States one? I seriously doubt it. The, uh, the website said mostly in South and Central America. I imagine Europe, Japan, and America are going to keep their eShops, but probably in places where it's costing more to keep it running than you know revenue they're receiving is where it's going to be closed down that's probably a good thing for them then but dang that kind of sucks if you're still buying games on the eShop why the 3DS that's odd to me I understand I the Wii U honestly I didn't know that the 3DS had stopped getting games made physically until this next piece of news so yeah, the uh the Atui collection is coming to 3DS physically and it's the first one in like a year that has been made physically. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know where I've been, but I I thought 3DS games were still coming out. Um but this is a compilation of five games, Mutant Muds, Bomb Monkey, Zeo Drifter, Mutant Muds Super Challenge and Chicken Wiggle. It was announced all the way back in June, so a year ago now, and it it just got approved by Nintendo last month, and it's going to be released by Limited Run Games, and it's going to be a North American exclusive, so might be the last physical 3DS game if you're into limited run collecting. How did they announce it without getting it approved first? That seems like the opposite. That's a good point. Maybe Limited Runs has to jump through some hoops. I guess. Huh. Interesting. Just last night, Sega Japan announced... The Sega Game Gear Micro, which has four different systems. There is the red, the black, yellow, and blue. And just wait for these details. I don't think Sega could have handled it any worse. They are $50 each. And when they say micro, they're not joking because it is smaller than a single Joy-Con in width. What? Everyone has... Okay, a lot of people have problems holding the Joy-Con. Why would you want to play a Game Gear that is literally smaller than my freaking hand? Holy moly, no way. So it gets worse. Um, each model has four different games on it. There's one of them, like the yellow one, I think, has three Shining Force games and like a, a Puyo Puyo game. Um, but... In order to play all 16 games, you have to buy all four of these little systems, and it'll cost you $200. What? So, why? I don't know I don't know why Sega does this. I swear anybody could run it better than them. <laughs> they do it on purpose, I swear. <laughs> it's years. I mean, I could have a whole rant about how Sega just messes up there. They mess themselves up. Um... Oh boy, that's almost worse than the uh, PlayStation 1 Mini. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm sure it will be. <laughs> oh, and even better, there is a uh, magnifying glass attachment for it. Just like on the original Game Gear, I think. What? So, at least since it's microscopic, you'll have a microscope to see it. But um. 
Nice one. Sega Japan. <laughs> Sega Japan announced Fog Gaming. So this is a potentially new platform to be used by arcades. Arcades are apparently a strong focus for Sega in Japan, according to this article. Fog Gaming is supposed to have very low latency arcade games operating on a cloud type service. So yeah, I mean, arcades must be a lot bigger in Japan than they are here because I can't imagine. Like, the biggest arcades in America are the ones with all the modern games, the stackers and everything. Like Dave and Buster's? Right, right. I didn't know if that was nationwide. Um, this guy at Dorkies, Dorkes on Twitter compared Fog and Cloud Gaming by saying, Cloud is a centralized system while the Fog is a distributed decentralized infrastructure fog computing is a mediator between hardware and remote servers japanese arcades will be able to make money outside of regular business hours as players will be able to play arcade games from home so it sounds like a cool thing there's not a whole lot of information about it it just got announced the other day i think hmm that's interesting i like how they named it fog Ooh, i know fog. <laughs> Sony says the PS5 won't be cheap, but it will be a good value. So I brought this up because I wanted to like have some predictions here. What are we thinking this thing's gonna cost? Um, I've heard like five hundred dollars ish. I feel like the Xbox might be five hundred dollars, but just based off what I've been hearing about the PS5, I'm thinking this thing's gonna be way more than that maybe six hundred dollars oh my gosh who would pay for that you might as well just get a pc right <laughs> there are so many playstation fanboys out there that are just gonna spend as much money as it takes to get the ps5 oh my gosh also news about the ps5 they said that ps5 games must also be able to run on the ps4 and you know i don't think i like that there's a big debate about there's a big debate about it so people the two sides of the argument are like okay this is great i don't have to buy a ps5 i can keep playing my games on the ps4 until the ps5 is cheaper or until i've saved up enough money whatever and the other side the side that i'm on is like okay you're limiting this six seven hundred dollar console to previous gen hardware why would you do that like, why would I buy a PS5 just for better graphics on the same game? I don't know about that. Huh. That's an interesting argument, though. I have not heard that. I don't know where I would stand, actually. Because if I have a PS4, which I don't, if I did, I would be like, yeah, that's awesome. I don't have to spend that much money. But then I feel like they're shooting themselves in the foot because don't you want people to buy the next one? Isn't right. aren't the games an incentive to buy the next console? If anything, I think you should leave it up to the developers and if they want to make it cross platform or cross gen, then that's fine. But you know, blame the developers for it. Don't make don't make it a law, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's illegal. And then we have what else we got here? Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles remastered coming to Switch and PS4. That was a pretty random um pretty random announcement. For those of you that don't know, it was a GameCube exclusive that had Game Boy Advance capabilities, compatibility, 
Um, so it was multiplayer via the Game Boy Advance link cable to the GameCube, and some people were complaining because this version is not going to have local multiplayer at all, but luckily it does have online multiplayer. That kind of sucks. I think it does too, but as far as Square Enix games go, Trials of Mana did not have multiplayer, even though the original did, and that kind of sucked, so... The fact that they're getting online multiplayer is a step in the right direction. Lastly, for me, we have Paper Mario was announced, and I know everyone is so pumped about that. Going back to the expensive GameCube prices, Paper Mario and the Thousand Year Door is like $120 on eBay. What? It's insane, dude. I mean, people are paying ridiculous prices for the player's choice, not even the black label. I mean, people are crazy. Oh my gosh. I guess now's the time to sell, huh? I guess so. What do you got for us? Okay, well, I had also more details on Paper Mario. It's called Paper Mario the Origami King. And Nintendo literally just shadow dropped it out of nowhere on Twitter. And it's set to come out on July 17th, so we really don't have to wait that long. Like, a month, which I think is awesome. Wow, yeah. It was the shadow drop was just completely random, so people are suspecting that maybe Nintendo had a direct planned and then it was canceled because of the pandemic. I haven't heard that, but it would make sense. And then uh, rumor has it that Nintendo has told publishers not to wait for a direct and to just release their games whenever. So I've heard some media outlets talk about that, which is kind of disappointing since there's been such a lull in the. Uh, Nintendo Switch releases. Yeah, we're kind of in an awkward phase right now. Yeah, it's like a weird transition, I don't know what's happening phase. Anyway, speaking of Paper Mario, there's an indie game called Bug Fables that just came out, and I watched a whole lot of reviews on it, and they said, basically, it's the Paper Mario game that everyone wants, but Nintendo refuses to make. Is it on Switch? Oh, it is yeah. on Switch. It just It just released, like, five days ago, as of recording this. But it's I, not. I haven't heard anything about it. Really? <laughs> that well, you don't really like Paper Mario that much, do you? I'm getting into it. Anyway, but it's 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 a digital only game, so I probably won't be picking it up until maybe hopefully it becomes physical one day. At limited run games. Yeah, or Super Bear games. They're there my you friends. Go. <laughs> and then. We talked about this earlier, but Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition released, uh, but it actually released to a little bit of controversy. It leaked online a few days early, and according to the data miner, uh, the game runs at a stable 30 frames per second in handheld mode and TV mode, but in handheld mode, the resolution runs between <laughs> 378p and 540p, <laughs> which is such a random number. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> But if you're playing in TV mode, the resolution is 540p and 720p. So it's a little bit better. Um, So fans weren't really happy about that. But to be fair, it runs pretty much the same as Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Were they promised 1080p or what? I don't know what they were expecting. I I mean, I guess they just assume that Monolith Soft, which is the the, um, game, the the, whatever they're called, (laughs) game developers that developed the game. We're being lazy, and but that doesn't really bother me that much. I mean, the game still looks amazing. I 
if you looked at it between the, the Wii version and the Switch version, version, the characters look so much better. Look oh, like that, block they people. They should be thankful then. Yeah, I can understand them wanting more though. Um. Anyway, Nintendo sold 4.2 million units in March alone. No shocker there. No, it's not. And I still have not been able to find them in stores. Not that I'm in the market for one, but I'm just curious. Every time I go to like Walmart or something, all right. sold out everywhere. Dang, and it's June now. That's crazy. It is. And then my last thing is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered announced for, wait for it, every console but the Switch. How hurt were you? Oh, God. I was, I was like, <laughs> oh, 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 cool, cool, cool. And then they show the end of the trailer and it's like, why would you do that to me? <laughs> why? The absolute worst. Even when I texted you about it, I was like, did you see the news? I forgot that. I, I didn't even check to see if it was on Switch, and I forgot that you don't have the other two platforms, and I was it's so not. I felt so bad for you. <laughs> oh, it's so sad. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the topic of this podcast. So we decided to ask ourselves, what would we like to see brought over to the Nintendo Switch? Speaking of Tony Hawk, mm-hmm. we came up with 10 games each, and we didn't really set any rules. All we wanted to make sure of was that these games were already out. So we excluded things like a new F-Zero game or Rayman 4 from being on this list. Mm-hmm. Also, Hannah and I haven't seen each other's lists yet, so we'll be hearing them live for the first time. That being said, Hannah, why don't you get started with your first one? Okay, so I ordered these from the, I don't know, I guess, how would you explain it? The least most that I want, and then the most (laughs) most that I want, if that makes any sense. Anyway, I tried to pick games, since I'm such a Nintendo fangirl, I tried to pick games that were not Nintendo. They were published and developed by other people. So my first one is absolutely a long shot, and it's probably one of my favorite games from childhood, but it's Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Have you ever heard of this game? <laughs> uh, is it on like the PS2 GameCube era? Yeah. Yes, it is. But I see, probably have it, yeah. I didn't play it on the GameCube. I played it on the PC. It was like one of my first PC games back when we got a computer, like, I don't know, 100 years ago. And it wow. was... Mm, So fun. I would run home from school every day. And I also really liked the cartoon because who didn't? Right. But I'd run home every day from school and I'd play this game. And I don't know what about it was so fun, but it was like an open world game that you could just, you know, you had Goddard and you had Carl and Sheen and all (laughs) them. And you're just running around the world. I can't remember what their town is called. But you have Goddard and he turns into like a scooter and you can like throw things like baseballs. And I don't know. It was just so much fun. And then like a few years ago when I started collecting games, I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this game. And I looked on eBay and I looked on Amazon and literally nobody had the PC game, which is not surprising. So I was like, you know what? I will buy the GameCube version of the game. And I was so excited. I paid like $7 or something for it. I splurged and I got home and I played it. And it's awful. It's like not even <laughs> remotely close to the PC one. It was like a Are completely different game. Are they the same game? game? Yes, no? it's it's the oh. same game. Wow. Same same title, same cover art, same everything, and I, they just like completely stripped it of everything that was fun. And I was I had no idea what I was doing. It was awful. I wasted seven dollars. 
Well, I'm glad that we are including long shots on this list because I got about 10 of those myself. That's hilarious. I can see you must have been the nerdiest little girl, like <laughs> running home from school. Like, I got to catch the episode of Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I watched all those kinds of cartoons. And then to have a game and be able to play as those characters blew my freaking mind. <laughs> well, I have my list has a lot of games that are just expensive as heck on other platforms. And so I think it would be awesome and a big relief on my wallet if I could just spend, you know, 40 to $60 to get them on the Switch. So first up is Power Stone 1 and 2. Bet you didn't see that coming, Hannah. Nope, I have no idea what those are. <laughs> uh, Capcom's Arena Fighters from the Dreamcast is what they are. Apparently, there was an arcade version of these two. Found that out when I was making my notes for this video. Um, I would describe it as a three-dimensional Smash Bros. Like, I think that's what they mean. Like, I think that's what Wikipedia meant when they said Arena Fighter, 3D Smash Bros. Hmm. It honestly, it I've never played it, but it looks like an awesome, chaotic, fun for up to four people game. The first one was two player. The second one was four player. Uh, they could certainly make the first one four player if they were going to do an HD remaster or something. Uh, I think it was definitely like some kind of a I think it was definitely a fan favorite Dreamcast game. It's always on like the top 10 lists. Uh, it had an adventure mode, but you really played this game for the multiplayer, apparently. There was a collection, actually, of these two games ported onto the PSP. And that one is only about $35 complete, so it is affordable, and I can definitely play that game if I want to fork over $35, $40. But the Dreamcast, if I wanted to get both of them, it's going to be over $200 because Sega Dreamcast. Whew. A Switch version could totally support online play. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, fun fact, there was one manga book released about Power Stone. I I found that out too. Did you read it? <laughs> no, I didn't even look. Fake fan. Fake fan. Okay, my next one is, I'm kind of hoping I pronounce this one right. It's dot hack slash slash D, no. Hold on. <laughs> Let me say that again. <laughs> it's dot hack slash slash GU last recode. Do you know what that one is? Is it the one you bought when you were in Texas? It is kind of the one that I bought in Texas. So it's kind that of. series. Yeah, but it's like the remastered version that's already on the PS4. So what the, the PS4 did is they took the first three volumes so it's volume one rebirth volume two reminisce and volume three redemption and they packed it all in one game for the ps4 and they added a new chapter which is called volume four reconnection um the only reason i know about these games is because i watched the anime and that was like one of the very first anime that i ever watched it was like oh my god i was gonna ask if dot hack is an anime or a manga or something yeah it is it's, it's all of the above and it's, it was like one of the first anime I watched. And I was like, wow, this concept is so freaking cool. He's stuck in this world. Oh my gosh. He's stuck in an MMORPG. This is amazing. Um, and then I realized that those games are not so cheap. I swear I remember them like five or six years ago being like super duper expensive. And then I looked when I was up there with you in Texas and they're like $20, $25 each. Except for like one of them. Yeah, one of, the, one of them one of them's is in the like triple digits. 
Uh-huh. One of them's like $200, but that's a different series, which is kind of hard to explain. There's like two separate <laughs> series, and I won't get into that because that's just, it's too confusing. Um, anyway, so these games, the first three, came out on the PS2 originally, and I actually own all of them. So maybe it makes this kind of irrelevant, but I'd rather play the like cool remastered version with the new chapter rather than going back and playing the uh, old ones. Though this is probably a long shot and it'll never happen. So in order to play these games, I probably will have to play those ones, but I would like to play it on the Switch. I'll be happy if one of our 20 games today makes it on the <laughs> Switch. <laughs> just one, please, just one. Uh, another unlikely one for me, the Rayman Trilogy HD. <laughs> I'm sure you predicted that one. Uh, yeah, I assume there'd be like eight Rayman games on here. <laughs> We're just going to limit it to one Rayman, or I guess three. Um, this trilogy could totally be done as well as the Spyro and Crash ones were. Like, There is no reason that Ubisoft isn't all over this right now. I believe people have a lot of nostalgia for Rayman 1 and 2. I think sales would be pretty good for this one maybe not as good as spyro and crash but i think that rayman one especially is just a people would see like that trailer and they'd be like oh my gosh i love that game i have to get that i, I think so at least i think you're <clears throat> probably right i think a lot of people are nostalgic towards that the first game for those of you that don't know it is a two-dimensional platformer originally on the atari jaguar later came to saturn ps1 everything else Two and three are similar gameplay-wise, being 3D platformers. I like to think Rayman 2 was one of the pioneers that did it right in the 90s as far as jumping from 2D to 3D, along with Mario 64, Croc, Gex, every other mascot. These are very different from the Origins and Legends games, which are also fantastic games. Uh, I don't usually buy HD remakes, right? But Rayman would be my exception, hands down. I would buy the collector's edition if they had it. I would go all out. <laughs> collector's edition Switch. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, it is Rayman's 25th anniversary right now, so no oh. better time than now. Wow, happy anniversary. <laughs> if this did well enough, it could totally open up the possibility for Rayman 4. I'm just throwing it out there. Come on, Ubisoft, make it happen. Have there been any like rumors or hints about that, or is that just a, a dream, a wish? <laughs> no, I don't think it's it's ever been planned, but like, as far as Rayman 4 goes, the creator Michael Ansel has said that after he finishes Beyond Good and Evil 2, he's going to look into like reviving the Rayman series. And I follow a bunch of people on Twitter that their hopes are way too high that this game will ever come out, but... They're always, like, tweeting at Michael Ansel, like, hey, man, we're still here. We're still waiting. <laughs> He's probably so annoyed. He's like, oh, I never should have said that. <laughs> right. Okay. My number eight is Persona 5. Ever since they announced, like, oh, Persona, something is coming to the Switch, and it was titled Persona 5S, they right. were like, or we're like, oh my god, it's going to be a port of Persona 5. Oh my god, everyone, oh, throw a party. And it was Persona 5 Strikers, which is like a warrior-style game, which uh, they had to have known what they were doing when they put that <laughs> S there. They got all the Switch owners so excited, and I think a new version of the game just came out for the PS4 not too long ago. But 
there are so many different titles for all the Persona games. I couldn't even. I I, I don't know. I just want the base Persona Five game on the Switch. That's the one that's part of uh, Shin Megami Tensei. Is that the same series? Uh, yes, but don't quote me on that one. I believe it is. Yeah, it's like Shin Megami Tensei, and then like Persona is one series. But there's also another Shin Megami Tensei series, which. I mean, random tangent, but it was announced like four years ago when the Switch was first coming out, and then we have not seen anything of it since. I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't remember that, but yeah, I do remember the P5S coming out and people being so mad. (laughs) And then, okay, and then the weird part is, I mean, I guess Persona 5 Strikers is coming to the Switch, but like we have Joker in some Smash Brothers, so I don't know if... I don't know if Sony has the licensing for that and they're just not going to license it out. I don't know. That's such that's so confusing to me because Persona 5 Strikers is coming to the Switch. But we can't get the base game. So it's is that a Sony thing or is that you know them not wanting to put all the effort to port that into Persona 5 but like they put Joker in Smash Brothers. So that would like yeah, increase... you would think Atlas would want the game on the Switch and on yeah, as many so platforms. I don't understand why you would put your character in Smash if not to boost your sales of whatever game that character came from. You know? Yeah. Kind of blows my yeah, mind. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, moving on to my third one. I never got to play this. It is a Sega 32X exclusive. It is never it's never been on these compilation discs that come out and i really think sega is you know like we were talking about earlier sega's making a big mistake by not porting this game somewhere it's knuckles chaotix so seems like such an awesome game i've heard mixed things about it it's basically a sonic game with knuckles as the main character you are attached to like one two three companions i don't even know how many people are attached to your you're holding this ring the whole game right and you're kind of like chain bound to them um but yeah m2 you might remember them from the mini consoles episode they were in charge of the sega genesis mini and they do a bunch of sega ages games on the switch uh outrun sonic of course wonder boy fantasy star thunder force to name a few i think m2 could totally handle this game and make it just a fantastic sega ages game and a physical release would be a dream but i would not expect it (laughs) i think a physical release for all 20 of the games we're going to mention today would be fantastic and so Uh, unlikely (laughs) that would be so unlikely um, okay, the next one, I know you know what this game is. It's Spider-Man. Marvel's Spider-Man. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So that game is, I guess, it's it's only for the PS4, right? It's an exclusive yeah. PS4. So I am a huge Marvel fan, and I was super duper duper salty that none of the Marvel games, well, I guess I'm not, that's not true. We got the, uh, what is it? Ultimate, Ultimate Alliance. Alliance yeah, we got that one. Anyway, I'm a huge I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I'm super salty that those games only came out on the PS4. Um, and also, I guess I kind of lumped these together as one because I figured it just it fits under the umbrella of Marvel. But the freaking Avengers game that's coming, why can't right, we get that? Right. It's going to Google Stadia for crying out loud! No way! Yeah, dude. I did not hear that. 
But not the Switch. Are you kidding me? Why? Oh, we haven't roasted Google Stadia in so long. I know. Should have included that in the news. <laughs> but anyway, why? Like, I mean, I understand that, that Sony probably owns, like, the rights or the licensing or whatever to it. But, like, could you imagine just swinging from webs and stuff? Could you imagine how they could implement, like, motion controls for that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, aiming or whatever? I've never played the game, so I don't I don't really quite know how all that works. But the gameplay, just swinging around New York, that would be awesome. And it's Insomniac Games that's making that one. I think, I don't want to embarrass myself here, but I feel like Square Enix is making the Avengers game. So I don't know why that one wouldn't be coming to Switch. Why wouldn't you? I think everybody listening would love to have that on Switch. All right, this one I was pretty excited to throw on here because I this is one that I for sure would love to see on the Switch, although I personally wouldn't buy it. Um, Rare Replay. I know Microsoft owns Rare, but Microsoft is like the friendliest company right now. Like they want to play with everybody and I could so see them allowing this to happen. So yeah, everyone should know what Rare Replay is. It's just a, I think there's 30 games on an Xbox One disc of Rareware's classic games, um, Conkers, Banjo, <laughs> Battletoads, a bunch of games that everybody grew up with, everybody loves, um, and a lot of games that nobody cares about on there too. But overall, it was a pretty big deal when it came out, and it's probably been like five, six years now. But I think it would be amazing if Rare put all these games onto a little switch cartridge but they would have to include the donkey kong country games donkey kong 64 i think people would lose their mind if they if they got to own that i i just feel like it belongs on the switch i agree uh first of all donkey kong nintendo aren't they like synonymous with each other anyway i would totally buy that absolutely i wouldn't play uh banjo but i would probably play the other ones (laughs) Yeah, it's just such a Nintendo game. It's weird to me that it, that you can play <laughs> Banjo on the Xbox, but you can't play it on your Nintendo Switch. That is weird. And, and Nintendo and Microsoft are like BFFs right now. Yeah, I mean, everybody's everybody's against Sony right now, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. Sony Down makes himself a target. Just kidding. Well, not really. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next on my list is... I don't know if you played this game or not, but... No Man's Sky. Oh, that's a good one. So if you're not familiar, No Man's Sky is an action-adventure survival game. And it was developed by Hello Games. What a nice <laughs> what a nice gaming company name. <laughs> anyway, it was released in 2016. Wow. Four years ago. And it's not on the Switch? Why not? Anyway, the game focuses on four main aspects, that being exploration, survival, combat, and training. No, not training. Trading. (laughs) And the whole game is procedurally generated. So that means that all the planets that you visit in the game have their own unique ecosystems and species and plants and stuff. Doesn't that freaking sound awesome? It does sound freaking awesome. Have you ever played it? No, I have not. I've heard that it came out right to an awful launch. It was just the worst. And then now... Now that nobody's playing it, it's got all these amazing patches and updates, and it's actually a really good game, as far as what I've heard. Yeah, I I don't I don't know why people were so outraged. Was it just was it just like not the game that they thought that it was going to be, 
or did they think it was too boring or i don't i don't get the outrage i i think pretty much what you just asked me it was pretty much what people's complaints were i um i think the game was too big right i think there were too many planets you it would be like an hour before you got into combat because you just couldn't find another living creature or whatever you fight in that game um i think they just made it too big is what the big complaint was or they just like rushed it out too soon before like fine-tuning it maybe maybe um, I don't know if that sort of mechanic would be too taxing for the Switch. I, like, I don't, I don't know if the Switch could run that, but I would definitely play it if it did. Yep, I, I heard it's coming to Xbox Game Pass, so I might have to check it out. Oh, pfft, jealous. Next one might be a little surprising, and I'm sure you've never heard of it. It's Popful Mail. It is what? a. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Sega CD exclusive game here in North America. Uh, it originally released on a couple of the NEC home computers and the PC Engine CD. NEC is the company who makes Turbo Graphics, uh, but it came out on the Sega CD completely reworked with larger sprites, and they added character portraits next to dialogue boxes, which is something you see a lot today. This is a super super unique game. It's a side-scrolling platformer, but it's also an action RPG at the same time. By that, I mean you can talk to NPCs, jump, attack, open treasure chests, and do everything except level up your characters. So I've, I've watched some gameplay, and I would just absolutely love to play this game. However, it's over $400 today for a completed box copy. Oof, oh my gosh. And I don't have a Sega CD attachment yet, so... Yet. Sega CD, plus it's a Working Designs published game. Uh, anything Working Designs touches, it's kind of like Atlas. They just, it skyrockets in price. <laughs> working Designs was responsible for bringing over a ton of region-locked RPGs back in the 90s. They did most of their work on the Sega CD, the Saturn, PS1, PS2. They were known for putting extreme love and detail into their releases. So... It's no surprise that it costs a fortune today. It probably didn't sell well in the 90s when it released. Oh my gosh. But I would love to be able to pick this up on the Switch as a straight port. You don't even need to be you don't even need to remaster it for me or anything. You, I just would love to pay $60 instead of 4 to 500. Oh my gosh, that's insane. I think everyone would want to pay $60 rather than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should check out some gameplay. It's a pretty cool-looking game. That does sound really interesting. I've never heard of it before, to be honest, though I haven't heard of a lot of ones on your list. Seems to <laughs> me like you are picking games that are super expensive, and you want them ported to the Switch just so they're less expensive. <laughs> okay, my next, my number five is... I know we've talked about this shrek super party <laughs> have we yeah i told you this is like one of my favorite party games ever and oh yeah you're right it's shrek so like who wouldn't like it i don't know how familiar you are with the game but the characters of the game are shrek fiona donkey lord farquaad felonious and miss your hood um and then you play and it's it's kind of like an overarching board game kind of like um mario party is but like there's different paths to go down and then at the end of the path you get something called precious drops 
So the uh, lands are the keep, the windmill, the swamp, the castle, and the farm. And the purpose of the game is to be the first player to collect a certain number of precious drops. And when you do, your wish is fulfilled. You dump it down like a waterfall. And then I don't want to, you know, spoil anything. But like if your wish (laughs) comes true, it's like, oh, it's a magical feeling. Anyway, um, the drops can be collected through making bug matches, which is like one of the main mechanics. It's 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 super duper fun, and the mini games are like all centered around uh, like the events in the movie. Like my favorite mini game is uh, I can't remember what it's called something Broken Bridge or something. I know I should know, but you have to like hop between pieces of the bridge in order to make it to the end, and like some of them fall if you land on them wrong or. Like, sometimes you're crossing, like, a bridge and there's lava underneath you and sometimes the lava will come up and, and knock your character down. And it's, it's honestly, it's, like, one of my favorite games ever. Me and my brother and my cousin used to play it all the freaking time. And a fun fact about the game is that IGN gave it a 3 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, it's, critics didn't really like it, but I felt it That was going to be my question. <laughs> but the the Metacritic score for like the user score is like a an eight out of ten or something like that. So I don't huh. know, critics just don't like Shrek, I guess. But I find it awesome. So I would absolutely love to play like local multiplayer or even online multiplayer for just the mini games. I would love it if it was on the Switch. Look, next time you come to Texas, bring that freaking game. We're gonna play it. All right. Okay. It's I'm telling you, it's freaking fun. <laughs> And then whenever this happens, we'll come back on the the Unlockable podcast and I'll let you know how it is, (laughs) audience. All right, next I have, so this is a series called Turrican. You've probably seen it on Instagram a lot uh, because it's one of the most Super Nintendo games, one of the most expensive Super Nintendo games, but I'm getting a little ahead of myself. The series dates back to the Commodore and Atari ST days. Um would want to see I would love to see the Genesis or Super Nintendo games brought to the Switch at least if we could somehow get those two Super the suit oh my gosh the two <laughs> Super Turrican games onto the SNES online that'd be awesome uh it's basically a running gun game so it's kind of like Contra but it seems like it's a lot more in depth you have a grappling hook in one of the games you can they stole the morph ball from Metroid idea there's also like metroid you could explore the world instead of just traveling linearly through the level so it looks like a pretty souped up version of contra i would love to see some hd revamped graphics if it was going to be like a remake or something um maybe add in some two-player co-op or at least couch co-op you know i would i'm just a big co-op guy you know i was hurt when trials of mana was only one player (laughs) I'd be happy to see the original versions make it over without any revamping, but HD revamped graphics would be awesome. And a fun fact, 3D Turrican was a 3D Turrican game was in development for the Dreamcast but never saw the light of day. Hmm. So the whole series is two-dimensional except for that except for that planned Dreamcast one, it would have been three-dimensional. So, for a simpleton like me, how do you spell Turkin? Like, turkey with an N? <laughs> oh, maybe I'm not saying it clearly. It's Turrican. So, it's Turrican? like T-U-R-R-I-C-A-N. You're missing the R, the I. Oh, Turrican. Turkey with a can. <laughs> <laughs> not with an N. <laughs> Turkin. 
Do I have a Texas accent? I don't know. Say that again. Turrican. Turkin? Yeah. You do. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you definitely do. Okay. My number four, I kind of bracketed these in together because technically they're part of the same series, but it's Near Automata and Drakengard. Mm, love those games. Oh my um, gosh, is the is the near girl in Drakengard? Is that who that is? No. So this is another one of those things where the timeline and the characters and everything are real, real, real confusing because Great. they can be. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so like I said, these are technically two separate games, but they're set on the same timeline, I think. I tried to look at the timeline and I was going to try to explain it to you, but... <laughs> Honestly, I just, I'm not even going to try to touch that. But you can play them separately like Zelda games. Like Zelda games are on one long timeline, but they're like all standalone games. Gotcha. Uh, anyway, so there are three Drakengard games. There's Drakengard 1, 2, and 3. And they came out for the PS2 and the PS3. The first two on PS2 and the third one on 3. And I actually own 1 and 3. But I don't own two, and I played through both of them, and I actually have kind of like an interesting story about Track and Guard Three. So, like, I want to say like seven or eight years ago, when I first started, like really getting into collecting games, I was just looking up things, looking up games that I thought were interesting, because, you know, I just wanted to blow all of my money on stupid things. So I was looking, and I looked at games that were kind of like Zelda games, because that's kind of like one of the really only series that I knew that I really, really liked. So I found Drakengard 3. And I was like, oh, this game looks kind of awesome. But I didn't watch any gameplay of it because why would I do that? I just wanted to go out <laughs> and spend my money on it. So I looked for it for months and months and months. And every time I'd go to like a different town or like on vacation, I'd stop at GameStop because I thought that was the only place you could get games. Stupid me. This is before I made an eBay account, by the way. Um... And I was looking all over for it. And then I finally found it in like in my local GameStop. I don't know who traded it in. And so I bought it. But it was like, it's rated R. And at the time, I think I had like just turned 16 or something. So you could technically buy rated R games. But that was like the first game I got carded for, which I didn't realize that they did. <laughs> because I never bought like R rated games before. This was my very first R rated game. And when I first plugged it in, started playing it. There's a lot of blood and gore, which I was absolutely not used to at all because I played Nintendo games and there's not really <laughs> blood and gore in Nintendo games. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you grew up with Shrek, Shrek's big party or whatever. <laughs> Shrek's Jimmy Super Neutron. Party. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so I absolutely loved it. And then I went to a retro gaming store like five years ago. I believe it was in Mississippi area and i found dragon guard 2 for like 20 bucks or no i found dragon guard 1 sorry for like 20 bucks and i played through that one that one's kind of different i don't know the third one's got like curse words and it's got blood and gore and the other one didn't really have that as much um but yeah i would super love to play these games but three is an exclusive to the ps3 so i don't see it coming off the PS3 and being ported anywhere else anytime soon because you know Sony um and then the near automata which I believe okay so I'm gonna try to explain this so Dragon Guard 3 is a prequel 
to all of these games. And I think Nier Automata fits somewhere in between those. But like I said, they're not super connected. You can play them like by themselves. But I don't want to. I'm sure there's a subreddit out there that'll explain it better than me. But I would love for these games to be ported to the Switch. I would love to play them. Absolutely. Nier was a pretty big deal. The latest one on it's on PS4, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I don't even know anything about it. But when you came to Texas, you told me about Drakengard, mm-hmm. and it's been on the back of my mind. Like I've been in the mood for a hack and slash lately, so I might put in the third game. You should absolutely do it gonna be that or bayonetta probably Mm, oh see that's a tough decision i find bayonetta like those games were hecka hard (laughs) like i i couldn't i couldn't beat the first one and i'm on like the super duper easy level (laughs) but then again that was like the very first hack and slash i played so maybe i'm just not very good at that genre my next one is a sega saturn exclusive called guardian heroes I might have mm-hmm. talked about this one a little bit, but yeah, it cost almost two hundred dollars complete in box today. So yeah, I can just I can just move on and leave it at that. You know, what's your what's your next one, Hannah? That's now, it. That's um, all you got. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two D beat 'em up with RPG elements. There are three planes to fight in. So you know, if you've played Streets of Rage or any beat 'em up before, you kind of just have free range up and down, left and right, but. This game is a little different, and it's developed by Treasure, so of course it's a freaking different and weird um, experience. <laughs> but there are three different planes to jump between and fight in, which is something I've never seen before. Uh, I have played this one because it is on Xbox Live Arcade, so it's the, the Xbox version is a port. It's an HD remake or remaster. I don't know what the definition of either of those words is. But it is an HD something of the original. And there is a sequel on the Game Boy Advance that I don't think did nearly as well. Guardian Heroes is pretty highly revered. It's um, It's got a good cult following behind it. And I would say that the Xbox Live version is a pretty solid port. Remaster, whatever. And they could honestly just bring that version over to the Switch. I'm not saying that I need this port of the Switch for myself to play, but I would love for this game to get some more ground, get some more people behind it so that, I don't know, Sega could do something with it, maybe make a, a sequel after 20, 30 years of it being out. Nah, Sega's not going to do that. <laughs> um, I don't know. They did it with Streets of Rage. That's true. This version on Xbox Live has online and local co-op, which I think is super cool. I would love to see that brought to the Switch. I, I seriously think a lot of people would enjoy this one in 2020. It's heavily story-based. It's got that Japanese anime humor, and it's like it's very... The graphics are anime. Um, would you say animated? They're, they're definitely anime graphics is what I'm trying to say. Got you. That... And, Sounds right up my alley, actually. Yeah, Anime? I mean, oh yeah, <laughs> it's a super unique game. I would, I would recommend it to anybody that loves a good beat 'em up. It's got RPG elements. You can upgrade your characters and stuff. It's pretty cool. It does sound interesting, especially if it's story based. I can get past the beat 'em up parts because that's not my favorite genre. If it has like a really intense story, you know. So you you just put up with genres. As long as they have good stories. 
<laughs> Absolutely, yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Especially because I like I like pretty much everything about the Fire Emblem series. I know this is random, except the fact that it's like what is it called? Tactical, like a tactical RPG. I hate that because yeah. I'm awful at it. But the story is so good. Like I <laughs> I I try to be good at it. You know. That's funny. I didn't know that about you. Yep. I, I thought you loved Fire Emblem games. <laughs> I do. I do. I love everything about them except for the, the actual gameplay, <laughs> which I know is so so backwards, but I, I, I don't know. Interesting. Okay. My next one is Simpsons Hit and Run. Yay. Oh, I, everyone wants that, I bet. I know. So this was in the news, like literally, I don't know, like a month ago or two months ago. Um, because the producer of the original game said that a remaster or a remake could totally happen. So fans got like super excited. They're like, oh my God, it's confirmed. It's coming. Um, but I would want this to come to the Switch because I played this game also a lot. Like The Simpsons is one of those games or one of those shows that me and my family watch like every night for like 15 years of my life. And then I don't know where we got it from i i honestly have no idea it was i found it in my collection like <laughs> like 20 years ago and it was just disc only and i had no idea how it got there my brother had no idea no idea how it got there <laughs> and we played it because simpsons is awesome and we absolutely loved it it's like like grand theft auto and the simpsons made a game it's amazing um and i think people would totally buy this absolutely I mean, it didn't doesn't just have to come to the Switch. I mean, I guess it can go to like the other platforms or whatever. But I would love to see a remaster of this game. I mean, it still looks pretty good on the PS2. Yeah, I haven't played it, but I think I do own it. It, yeah, it looks awesome. And then I swear, the copies of this. I I I've always known that the GameCube version of this game is more expensive, like thirty or forty dollars or whatever. But like the Xbox and the PS2 prices have skyrocketed. I don't remember no the. Yeah, ever being that expensive. They're like the same price as the GameCube right now. So I don't Jeez. know if this news like made everyone excited or like, I don't know. Or everyone's like, yeah, we got to sell it for the new one comes out, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a cult classic right there. I always, I always hear like top 10 videos with that game on it. And I mean, we, the Switch already has South Park games and Simpsons isn't nearly as vulgar as that is. So I think it would fit right at home on the Switch. There's Hit and Run, and then there's that other one. It's kind of like Crazy Taxi. It's uh, Road Rage. Road Rage, right. Mm -hmm. I played that one too, but that one's not as exciting. I could see those coming together on one cartridge, one disc. Ooh, you know, I had not thought of that. That would be good. Next up, I got the two OutRun games that came out in the early 2000s. Um Both are a part of the Sega OutRun series that started in the arcades, and it is... One of my favorite arcade machines, you might remember from episode four, I talked about wanting one in my house. Mm -hmm. It's not your typical racing game. You focus on driving well enough to the, you focus on driving well enough to get to the next checkpoint with enough time left rather than, um, you know, racing other cars. And it's very arcadey. I, I love this game, but I have not played Outrun 2 or Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast. And they were so they were released in 2003 and obviously 2006, respectively. And 
2 was an Xbox exclusive, the original Xbox, and 2006 was on PS2, Xbox, and PSP. This is one of few games on my list that is not going to cost you a fortune. It's it's pretty obtainable today. I mean, it's not the cheapest PS2 and Xbox game, but it is obtainable. I brought up the Sega Ages Outrun earlier. It's already on Switch, and I see a lot of people supporting it on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I think people definitely love Outrun. I think sales would be just fine for this game, so make it happen, Sega. It would be nice to see Outrun get more love as a series and in HD. I would absolutely buy this. I have never played any of the Outrun games, actually. I mean, you're... Well, you like racing games. I know you like that N64 Beetle game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. That's a fun one. I would probably... I mean, I, that would probably be one that I'd check out if it came to the Switch for, like, cheap. Yeah. Okay, my next one. We've already talked about this, like, eight times today, and I know I think I've mentioned it in every podcast we've ever done. But my I number two is. is Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Skyward Sword. <laughs> No, see, I told you, I didn't. I did not do any Nintendo games just oh, to keep that's it interesting. Right. Um, but that absolutely would have been that number one. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I know we already said this, but one and two are being brought over to the PS4 and the Xbox. But the Switch version was not announced. But I suppose it doesn't mean that the Switch version, you know, will never come out. Um, I'm kind of hoping, like best case scenario, that it gets ported over, like two years down the road maybe a year i don't know i think that would be something that people on the switch would absolutely enjoy and then i thought because nintendo likes their motion controls like you know how when you like grind on the rails like you have to move the analog stick back and forth to like balance right like wouldn't it be cool if you use motion controls for that i think it would be cool to have that as an option because i sure as heck wouldn't use motion controls for it uh that sounds awesome to me um and I see in the beginning, like, I don't understand why they only picked one and two. Like, there's five of them, and I know five's awful, but, like, why didn't they do one, two, three, and four? You think they're going to do, like, three and four somewhere down the road if this one sells well? That's or? a good question. I mean, I'm going to say maybe. I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> um, I've played all of them. They're all amazing, but I think my favorite would, would probably be two. Because that's the one I played the most. That's the one I grew up with. Yeah, and then I didn't know. Recently, I found out that 3 is also on Nintendo 64. Did you know that? I think it was one of the very... I think it was the last N64 game to come out. I did not realize that. And I saw it on someone's uh, Instagram, one of their posts. And I was like, oh my god, it blew my freaking mind. I had no idea. (laughs) But I know that 1 and 2 is on. So I actually have a fun fact about the Nintendo 64 board that I found out when researching. Um, this port was actually developed by Edge of Reality and released in March of 2000. Um, it is pretty much the same as the other versions. This would be the first one, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1. But the soundtrack was shortened and the voices were completely removed so that the game could fit on the cartridge. <laughs> also, the blood effects were removed because Nintendo. <laughs> wow. Nintendo censorship. Yep. I wonder if the GameCube version has the blood. I don't know. That would be so That's dumb. a good question. But uh, I understand the soundtrack being cut yeah. um, to, to save space. But yeah, the blood thing is uh, really, really interesting. Also, the soundtracks for these games are absolutely amazing. Like, I still listen to these songs. I mean, they're absolutely phenomenal. 
yeah a lot of the music on tony hawk's pro skater 2 like got me into the music i listened to today for sure i think you're right about your your theory i could totally see this being ported to the switch in a year or two just down the road or maybe like the switch pro whenever that comes out because it i mean the graphics look really good so i don't know if the switch could handle it or i mean the, the people have or companies have put doom and doom eternal and all those on the switch and those i feel like run well like way see that to me like i don't know how they did that right <laughs> you know how they scaled it back so much to where it actually looks good on the switch so maybe they could do it maybe maybe they're working on it as we speak oh that'd be awesome next up for me i already mentioned it is strider 2014 i just beat it on the 360 on the xbox one um Super underrated game. It is a Capcom game that like no one ever talks about, which is just crazy to me. Metroidvania with a good amount of collectibles, lots of hidden passages, mandatory upgrades along with optional ones. There must be a lot of collectibles because I played through the whole game and I only got a like less than forty percent. <laughs> so Whoa. I mean I was just playing to beat it, but there's gotta be a pretty good amount of collectibles there. It's currently available on a whole lot of platforms digitally the pc 360 and ps3 which in turn makes them available digitally on the ps4 and xbox one and nice. i think this would give this game some new life it deserves like i don't know i didn't hear about it in 2014 and i haven't heard about it until 2020 so i don't know i think this game could totally use a revival and i think with all of the metroidvanias out right now I, I think it would fit right in. Like, that is a very popular genre right now. Yeah, it is. It's definitely come back into popularity. And I said it's super short, so if, if it did get a physical release, I don't think they should charge more than $30 for it. Um, but if it got a physical release at all, that'd be a blessing. And you don't want to pay $60 for it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then before we did our number ones, I have quite a few of honorable mentions here not necessarily for the number one spot but just ones that didn't quite make the list um so my first one would be kingdom hearts i i mean all of there them? have been a lot of kingdom hearts game yeah of course all of them. <laughs> actually no i no, no 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 i only want like the ones that fit like one two and three. Oh, that's like, what i, I meant, don't know but if yeah. you've ever if you've if you've ever researched the timeline of this game or like what the <laughs> heck the order is it is so confusing not even kingdom hearts fans can tell you um but i would like to play one two and three like i love disney and i love that genre of game so that's definitely something that i would uh want to play and then my next one i don't know if you've ever heard of this game but it's called subnautica definitely heard of it yeah so this is another one of those action adventure survival games i watched um some youtubers play it and I think it might be one of those games that's too taxing for the Switch, but like you swim around the ocean and explore like an alien planet and you pick up species and you craft things. That's honestly right up my alley. But you don't like Animal Crossing? You literally just described Animal Crossing. It's Animal Crossing is not a survival game. <laughs> yeah, if you have problems surviving on Animal Crossing, then you have a problem. Fair. No, I don't like Animal Crossing at all. We know. And I hope I have given it the best chance of of liking it and i just i can't do it i really cannot no but for real that subnautica it sounds pretty cool actually it sounds awesome it would be amazing um and then my next one i know i've talked about this a lot that's why it didn't make the list qatar hero yeah yeah we need that 
So I was thinking, I know I talked to you about this, but I have an idea of how they can like incorporate the touchscreen of the Switch. So if you have it in like tabletop mode or just handheld mode in general, like you can actually tap the screen and hit the colors. Kind of like you're playing a piano, you know? So it's like in front of you on the desk and then it would be a lot easier than obviously playing with like the guitar or, you know, the controller because that's the superior way to play it. Um, But (laughs) I would really appreciate that. And I know I've talked about that a lot, but it, I mean, there's not really that many music games on the Switch right now. I mean, I feel like that genre is pretty much dying. Yeah, but why? It's so fun. I'm with and you. Then, oh, oh, oh. And then you could put Band Hero on and you could like hold the Joy-Cons like drumsticks and then pretend like you're banging. Oh, see? Oh. That would be perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Um, And then my next one, you already mentioned it. Skyward Sword. I don't really have to talk about that one too much. Because we already did. But that was definitely an honorable mention. And then my last one. Can you guess what I'm about to say? You already said Skyward Sword. I don't know. Mario something? No. Nope. Tell me. Nope. RuneScape. And oh I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Wow, you dork. But you can already play RuneScape on your phone. And the Switch is basically a tablet. So... Why wouldn't they do that? That would be immensely popular. Anyway, that that concludes that. But I thought I would throw that in there for all my RuneScape fans. <laughs> Has it ever been on a console? No. But but funny. the Switch has touchscreen, so it would work perfectly. I mean, I don't know how they do it for like TV mode. Yeah. That one would be, that would probably be kind of awkward, but I don't know. That sounds pretty freaking fun. Okay, my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. had I had said Panzer Dragoon Saga. They just did a Panzer Dragoon remake. I think it's it's either the first game or both of the first two games, but yeah, that would be just fantastic because me and everyone else in the world can't afford it. <laughs> Very few people could afford that hefty price tag. That game looks fun. Yeah, it looks like a fun RPG, and I'm, I'm getting more into RPGs, so go me. Yay! Congratulations. Welcome the to the club. Bonks, <laughs> the Bonks games would be really cool to have, which that was TurboGrafx-16's like, mascot, pretty much. It's just a 2D platformer. There's quite a few games out now. Not now, but there's quite a few games in the series. Uh, F-Zero GX for the GameCube. I just kind of threw that one in there, but... I guess as an excuse for not giving us a new F-Zero game, I think that would suffice. I threw on there more games that are locked on extremely expensive platforms because Turbo Graphics and Turbo Graphics CD, the consoles are expensive, but the games ridiculously expensive. Same thing for Neo Geo and the Neo Geo CD. The Sega Saturn's not expensive, but 90% of its freaking library is. There are so many games that are currently locked on platforms that people just, they're not, they're never going to be able to pay the hefty price. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, well, why don't you just emulate? I, I don't even know how to argue against that because I think emulation is great for people, but it's just not for me. I guess if I really freaking wanted to play Panzer Dragoon Saga, then I could totally, well, I don't know if you can emulate Saturn games, but that was a bad example. I could totally emulate games if I wanted to, but. It's just not for me. That's that's really the only argument I have against it. Today, I actually I posted on Instagram the SNK 40th collection. 
Uh, it's such a great collection because it brings back SNK games from the 80s that most people could never have cared about or heard of, including me. It could have just been another Metal Slug collection and all of their popular games, which is mostly Metal Slug. But the guys over at Digital Eclipse did a fantastic job bringing tons of old games that are pretty much dead. I mean, no one ever talks about them. I just beat Prehistoric Isle from that game. It was just a, a shmup that was on the arcades in the 80s, and it's been lost to time. And That's I hate sad. to see that. That is really sad. Um, you brought up a good point, though, about like games being locked on systems. Like I know the company or whoever developed it, it would cost probably a lot of money to port it to modern day systems. But like they're not making any money from the people reselling it for thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, like, if they brought it over, like, I don't know if the cost of bringing it over would outweigh the cost of how much they would make, but I, I don't see why they wouldn't. Especially if it's, like, a popular series or one that's, like, I don't know, really, really expensive, you know? Yeah. Yep. But go ahead and finish off your list. I'm eager to hear what your number one is. Okay. This is going to surprise you. No, it probably shouldn't. I talk about these games a lot, especially on my Instagram, but I want all of these games to come to the Switch. You know what those ones are? I know you know what those ones no. are. You know what the Yeez games are? The Yeez? Oh, the did YS? you say it? <laughs> I yeah. didn't even hear you. I, I don't know. It's just such a weird word. Yeez. Yeez. Whatever. <laughs> gotcha, <laughs> you gotcha. That. Um, but yeah, so they released um, Yeez 8, which is Lacrimosa of Donna on the Switch. So originally it came out in 2016 um, for the PS4, and it was ported to the Switch in 2018, and I picked it up. And that was my first uh, game in the series, and I absolutely loved it. Like, it's an action RPG. How could you not like it? And it is currently the only Yeast game on the Switch right now. And there are so many Yeast games, it's not even funny. And actually, the next Yeast game, so the next one in the series, Yeast 9, which is Monster Knox, is already out in Japan for the PS4, but it has not been localized for the US yet. So I'm kind of hoping that, like, when they announce the release date, for the U.S. release, they also say it's coming to the Switch because I know Yeez 8 sold pretty decently, despite it coming out two years later than the, the PS4 version. I don't know if that'll happen. I'm kind of hoping that'll happen. And then all of the other Yeez games on top of that because there are a lot. And once again, looking at the timeline, <laughs> I couldn't tell you which one <laughs> comes first. It's not even in order. Like you think one and then two and then three and then four. But no, it's like one, two, and then like seven, eight, and then three and uh, i don't know but anyway they were they were a lot of fun and there's also like manga and like light novels and whatever else that fit into the timelines you want to get like the entire lore but actually while i was looking this up the very first game which is yeast one ancient yeast vanished came out in 1987 so it's literally almost as old as mario and zelda did you know that wow no but i knew that they were started out on like the turbo graphics right Mm, I think so, yeah. yeah. But isn't that crazy? That I did not crazy. realize it was that old. I literally just heard about it when the other one came out for the Switch. But I would like to see all of those ported. They don't even have to be remastered or anything. Just ported to the Switch. I don't. They probably wouldn't fit on one cartridge. So maybe do like one, two, three, four, five, six, and then like seven separately, eight separately. Obviously, because it already is, and then nine separately. I don't know how big I don't know how big the other games are, but I assume not large since they the first one came out in nineteen eighty seven. 
you know I, I imagine most of these haven't been ported to any compilations or anything maybe on the turbo graphics mini there's one or two of them on there but this is another prime example of games being lost to time yep it is very sad i mean honestly i can't see them coming out physically but at least if you can buy them on the eShop, because i'm pretty sure all of them are available on steam don't quote me on that one but i'm pretty sure you can all buy them on, on steam i always forget about steam <laughs> maybe maybe they're not lost to time <laughs> All right. What is my last one? I, I was pretty, pretty happy about this one, actually. I would love to see Saturn Bomberman. Not because it's an expensive game, which it is, but this was Hudson Soft at its finest. This game supported 10 player local play via multi-taps. What? And I still play Bomberman on the GameCube with some friends and family. It is... Bomberman is a blast, no pun intended. Um, but yeah, you didn't know that it was a 10-player no, game? I had no idea. So like, there's these awesome multi-taps that Hudson put out. They are literally Bomberman's face, and you attach the controllers to him. And yeah, so at, at game conventions, people will play like 8 to 10 players. Like, There's always competitions for this game because no one freaking owns it because it costs a fortune and it's just a blast to play it's aged super well obviously it, it had amazing reviews when it launched it also had a story mode which had co-op mode for two players which i'm all about the switch version should have online multiplayer at least eight player loki local multiplayer like smash <laughs> <laughs> it should be like smash where it has eight player local multiplayer and it should support a better version of what Super Mario Party tried to do, where you place the two consoles next to each other. Um, I just had a whole rant about Super Mario Party on Twitter, so if you like if you like rants and, and you hate Super Mario Party, go check me out at Bird Dog Gaming. If oh, not boy. Saturn Bomberman, we absolutely need a new Bomberman experience that's just as great. Like the fact that Smash is like the only game I know of that has eight player compatibility is ridiculous. I think that that developers should be taking advantage of that and bomberman would be a great time i don't know why they aren't i mean 10 freaking how does that even fit on the screen <laughs> i That's was looking crazy. up some gameplay and uh it's really zoomed out but it looks like a blast from what i understand no bomberman has been this good since so maybe they could just port it and call it switch bomberman no harm Ooh, intended super bomberman is that already a game? It probably is. I think it's a Super <laughs> Nintendo game. All right, what do you what do you think are like the most likely games from each of our lists that would actually make it onto the Switch? Okay, I would say for your list, Rare Replay would probably be the most likely. I mean, you have some you so? really really yes, you have some really really out there things, but I think that <laughs> since Microsoft and Nintendo are on such good terms, like I don't see why they wouldn't or at least I don't know, like, like I don't know if they put like all of the Nintendo sixty four ports on there, like Donkey Kong, or Conker's Bad Fur Day, or Banjo Kazooie. Like, I could totally see that happening. That would sell so well. Like, I don't know why it's not a thing. Um, and then from my list, I think I'd have to say Persona Five, just because I think it's so strange that Joker's in Smash and we don't have the base Persona Five game. Yeah, I, th I, I don't know. I just think that in order, like, if you put your character in Smash, that's like to promote the base game. I don't know. That's such an odd thing for me to comprehend. 
Yeah, um, it's, I don't think that they're promoting, what is it, Strikers? Is that what it's called? Strikers. Like, I haven't heard anything about that. Is it even out? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> if you don't know, I sure as heck don't know. Um, and what do you think? What do you think is the most likely? Honestly, I I could see Rare Replay coming, but I think more likely might be the Rayman trilogy or some kind of Rayman port in HD. I think if Ubisoft ever wakes up, they're gonna see the potential that this game could have, and it's Rayman's 25th anniversary, so no better time than now. Please <laughs> give me something. But as far as your list goes, I'm gonna say Tony Hawk. I think. I think you were pretty right with, I think you hit the, oh my gosh, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. Mm -hmm. I think that it could come in a year or two, and I think people are going to complain about it until it does finally come. That's true. We're just going to (laughs) tweet. But those are our lists. We want to hear from you guys. So what do you want ported to the Switch? Drop a comment, reach out to us on social media. I promise we are friendly people. Do you bite, Hannah? No, only sometimes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Unlockable Podcast. Where can the people find you? Game Grill Advance SP on Instagram. And I am at that gamer nerd on Instagram and Bird Dog Gaming everywhere else. We'll see you guys next time right here on Bird Dog Gaming. See ya.